The case of five-year-old Ariana de Jesus first caught my attention when I realized the person responsible for her death has been on the top 10's most wanted list for the last 16 years. Since 2007, the Pennsylvania police and the FBI have been searching for Alexis Flores. Let's get into it. It's a mystery still looming over the Hampton Roads community. Now, prosecutors are disappointed with today's hey, everyone. Results. Welcome to my channel. My name is Amanda, and on this channel, we talk about all things true crime. New, old, solved, unsolved, all of the above. So if you're into learning about true crime cases, then make sure to subscribe to the channel. I do all the research, put it all together so you don't have to. Also, if you're feeling nice today, please make sure to like the video. It's a free way to help the channel out. Now, the case we'll be talking about today is out of Hunting Park, Pennsylvania from 2000, 2000, from 2000. So, a Hunting Park landlord noticed an unpleasant smell emerging from one of his abandoned storefronts. So, naturally, he felt compelled to look into it. After doing some investigating, he discovered the body of five-year-old Ariana de Jesus wrapped in a green trash bag. She was wearing the same shirt that she had went missing in. Ariana's lifeless body was found just a few blocks away from her home, where she was playing that night that she went missing on her front steps. A family friend would report that she last saw her at about 9 p.m. on July 29th, walking down the street from her home hand-in-hand hand with a man only known to the neighborhood as Carlos. One of the many reasons that I dislike doing these cases for younger children is just the realization of how little of a life they lived, how little they experienced, how little of a chance they got to grow as a person. So the only thing that we really know about Ariana's home life is that she did live with her mother, her eight-year-old sister, and her mother's living girlfriend. We also know that poor Ariana's mother had to identify her sweet little daughter by a scar on her back because usually five-year-olds don't have fingerprints in the system or anything that a coroner could use to identify them as the correct victim. Her autopsy was completed and we also learned through that that she was raped and strangled to death. Now, given all the details from when Ariana was found and when she went missing, police immediately knew that this was a homicide. They did not need to wait for the coroner to make this ruling to start investigating and interviewing neighbors of the little girl. Some had come forward saying that they had seen her playing on her front steps at about 9 p.m. on July 29th and that they saw her leaving with the man known as Carlos. Now, it was just a few days before Ariana vanished, so prior to July 29th, that Carlos made his first appearance in the Huntington Park neighborhood. He claimed to the residents there that he actually came there by mistake. He said that he was a boxcar drifter who took the wrong train and ended up in Pennsylvania when he was traveling from Arizona to Chicago. According to this landlord that had found Ariana, he gave Carlos a job as a handyman in one of his few stores for the last few days. He also let him live in the abandoned storefront where Ariana was found. So he also gave Carlos some clothes because he was really trying to help him out. Now, those clothes that he gave Carlos were actually found with Ariana's body, which he was able to identify as clothes he's given to Carlos. Those clothes were seen on Carlos the last time he was seen with Ariana. And when they were found at the crime scene, they had blood on them, which would later be identified as Ariana's blood. There is little known about this Carlos, really, other than the fact that he claimed to be 25 years old. Although the neighbors in the area believe that he may have even been in his late teens because of how young he looked and that he came from Arizona. But that was all that they knew. 
Shortly after Ariana was discovered on August 3rd, the police released a sketch of Carlos to the media. This brought in some tips from people in the neighborhood. One came forward to say that Carlos was seen sitting on the front steps of Ariana's home the day before she vanished. The neighbor questioned why he was sitting on the steps, and he simply just said that he was taking a break, and he got up and left. So with the information that police obtained, they believe that this Carlos person was responsible for Ariana's death. So they issued a warrant for his arrest, Of but they issued it in the name of Carlos Joe, since all they had was Carlos, they didn't have a last name, became Carlos Joe. But years would pass before Carlos's true name was discovered. A DNA match would finally hit in 2007, giving police the name Alexis Flores. He was required to provide his DNA to police after he was convicted of a felony as per Arizona law. So what happened was police in Arizona, they were called to his home due to a noise complaint. And when they arrived, they asked him for his ID and the ID that he provided to police was forged. Big no-no, obviously. So he was arrested. Police were able to search his home. And they also found a forgery device. Nothing really said what this forgery device was. This was in 2005, I believe, that he was arrested. But he would be charged with a felony and eventually convicted where he would be forced to provide his DNA to police. He would serve only 60 days in prison before he was deported back to Honduras as he was an undocumented immigrant. He gave police the date of birth, July 18, 1975, but similar to his name, several dates have been reported spanning from 1975 to 1982. So we're really not sure how old he is. Alexis was deported back to Honduras in July of 2005, but his DNA sample wasn't entered into CODIS until 2006. And then the DNA hit wouldn't come until March of 2007. And that was when Pennsylvania police issued a updated warrant for Alexis Flores. But at this point, he's already been deported for a year and a half. Now, less than three months later, in June 2007, Alexis Flores was 487th fugitive added to the FBI's top 10 most wanted list, and he's still there today. So June 2007 until November of 2023. That's a long ass time to be on that list. I mean, I think they did just take Robert Fisher off, who was put on in 2001, I believe, after he allegedly murdered his wife and two kids. So 2001, and I believe he was just taken off a few months ago. So I I'm, I guess that being on the top 10 most wanted list isn't really all that uncommon. Or being on the top 10 most wanted list for a while is really not all that uncommon. I don't know anyone who's been on the top 10 most wanted list. But he was charged with murder, kidnapping, and, of course, unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, which kind of had me a bit confused because we, as the United States, forced him to go back to Honduras, which I'm not saying is the wrong thing, but I don't know how he was unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. I mean, he just got lucky, I guess, but still, those charges are irrelevant. He obviously is charged with murder and kidnapping, which matter. His FBI Most Wanted poster shows Alexis as 5 foot 4 inches, 130 to 140 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. The police produced images of him from an arrest in 2002 and 2005, which is a little weird because he was arrested in 2002, but wasn't he also undocumented then? Why wasn't he deported then? But anyways, 
and in 2005, as well as an age-progressed photo of what he would currently look like or what they believe he does anyways. Since Alexis's scars are pretty unique to him, and scars don't obviously change too much over time, ten police tend to put a lot of focus on these as identifying markers for him. These scars come from when Alexis was allegedly injured during Hurricane Mitch in 1998, where a hurricane struck Honduras and other Central American countries it was supposed to be a devastating hurricane but this caused injury to his left cheek i'm sorry his right cheek and another one on his forehead causing scars as i previously said alexis was an undocumented immigrant who went by many names including mario flores mario robert flores and a bunch of others this is why i keep saying real name because i'm not really sure if we have any solid evidence that alexis flores is his actual name he could have shown some sort of verified documents to the United States to say this is actually my name. I'm from Honduras, but I'm not sure that's actually how it works. Also, I don't see Alexis Flores as being someone who's really inclined to tell the truth about details. But investigators believe that at one point he was on in Honduras, which makes sense due to the fact that the United States deported him back to Honduras. So it makes sense that they believe that he was at one point there, but they don't know if he's still there or even if he returned back to the United States illegally. A reward is being offered by the FBI for any information leading to the arrest of Alexis Flores in the amount of $250,000. If you have any information concerning Alexis, please contact your local FBI office or the nearest American embassy or consulate, depending on where you are. Ariana's mother celebrates her birthday and the anniversary of her kidnapping with a party each year. She says she does this because she doesn't want anyone to forget Ariana and that she will always have a place in her heart for her daughter. But I want to know what you think about this case. Do you think 16 years is a long time to be on the top 10's most wanted list? Do you think it's about time he came off? Since obviously 16 years, he's gone pretty under the radar if he's still alive. But let me know in the comments below. Make sure to hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this video with anyone who might be interested in true crime. You also never know who might have some information to share with either the FBI or maybe an embassy or consulate. Thanks so much for watching or listening if you are doing so in the podcast version. I'll see you again in the next one. Bye.